like that, folks, we are back. You are immersed in the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Hour number two. Let's get right into it, man. Leaving out of the barbershop today, as I normally do on Thursday mornings, getting the old trimmy, trim, trim. And I look down at my phone, and I see the alert from Bleacher Report saying that a teaser for NCAA football 25 is out. What was the last one? Oh, what was the last year? Do you remember? 14. Fit? 14. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're going on over a decade at this point. That's crazy. That we're, we've been without this video game for 10 years, and everybody has longed for yeah. those days every single season it goes by. Yeah, man. So I go get in the car, and I, and I look down at it, man, and I just have feelings that just come over me, and I'm just like, oh, my God, like this is really happening. And we get the trailer. We get the nostalgia. We get all of the stuff that you would want from a teaser, and then we get the jersey with the back of it saying it's really happening. And then we see that it is coming this summer, so that's official, and a full reveal will happen in May. So it's not that long from now. They did an excellent job with this, servicing the people out there who had been wondering, because remember during the college football playoffs, we were supposed to get a preview of what was going to happen, and we were supposed to get news, and we didn't get any of that. And I like the fact that they recognized that in the trailer to say, hey, we've heard everything that you guys have been saying and we just want to let you know that it's on the way. Were you excited by this? And then, Fitty, you can go as well, because I know you joined me in almost shedding a tear to just off of the strength of a great franchise. I have not had a gaming console in a long time. The last one I got, I got a PlayStation 3 pretty immediately when it came out. I was ready for it. So that would have been like, I think, 2008. I only remember because the first game I had for it was NBA Live 08. Gilbert Arena's on the cover playing that all the time. MLB The Show, Ryan Howard, same thing. Absolutely loved all of it. I played the PlayStation 3 for about, you know, a few years until I went to college and everybody else had the consoles and I didn't love video, you know, video games as much as everybody else. So I would play it whenever I went to Buddy's house and hopped on the sticks. And let me tell you, college football is the only one that I missed more so than, like, 2K is fun. Love the show. Like, had my fun with MLB The Show. But the mini games, option attack, rushing attack, just all of the mini games that they offer, plus college football, just playing against your homeboy. Those were the things that I miss more than any. Like that's, I like that one for college basketball more than 2K and everybody else. Yeah, I'm not going to love it as much as you two who plays more video games than I do. And it's not even like you play a ton. But even for me, it hits a little different to see this trailer. Freddie, what were your thoughts? Look, um... Maybe I'm going a step too far. <laughs> Already. Uh, I, I, I'm, go ahead. Th- th- this is going to be like a cultural experience. This will be like when you went to the theaters to see Endgame or when you watched the finale of Game agree. of Thrones. It's going to be – it's not going to be a worldwide phenomenon because college football is just a, you know, a, 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 a sport we just have here in North America. But across the United States, man, my system will be in the building the day that the game comes out. And we'll just all take turns. Screw show prep. Just screw it. We're going to play the video game. <laughs> oh, Fiddy, I actually really like this idea. Yeah. I didn't even think about this, but yeah. you're telling me that you're bringing your console to the fishbowl? Yes. I'm going to bring the console. We'll have two We'll have two controllers. Maybe we just set up a tournament that day. And just come in wins. at 8 or 9 o'clock that morning. Yeah. I'll be in there. I'll meet you. I'll hey, meet you. I'll you know, 
and we just we just duke it out for 12 hours as a station. I'm sorry to the people that listen to this show and want it well prepped and yeah. taken care of. It will be well prepped that yeah. day. There might be a little bit of a stretch where mm, we're, we're slacking. <laughs> and I don't want to be like that, but be, this what is was how that it is. That again? What happened? Yeah, we can tell you what happened in our game that we played. Yeah. Not the game that was played the night before. Not the real one. But we can tell you what happened against Wes and Walker and Fiddy and college football 2025. All right, so be on the lookout for that, Fiddy. Cue up the music. Let's officially go into the campus. Kona. All right, last night, man, we've been talking a lot uh, about South Carolina and the season that they've been having. But, man, it didn't go so great last night. 11 Auburn players scored en route to a 101-61 route down there in Alabama. South Carolina just went down there and got obliterated. Michi Johnson led them with 22 points on 8 of 17 shooting. Then you had Colin Murray Boyles that also chipped in 19 points for them. Auburn was led by Jalen Williams, who scored 23 points. And then they had Johnny Broom that scored 21 points uh, on the evening for them as well. Does this make us look at South Carolina any differently? Do we still believe that the Gamecocks can be a problem? in March after a drubbing like this. Even with this kind of drubbing, and it was a bad one, when you get beat by 40, it's pretty terrible. At least it was on the road. At least it was against a top 13 opponent. So you're still ranked and you're up there flirting with the top 10 ranking. I'm not going to say this is the reason why I won't have South Carolina going deep into the NCAA tournament. It's a bad loss, no doubt. When you get beat by 40, that is absolutely terrible. I didn't expect them to get beat that much. At the same time, I'm not going to use this to specifically say, oh, okay, now they're not a Final Four team. I can't go that far. But, yeah, South Carolina certainly did not show up last night. Yeah, they've got on their remaining schedule LSU, a trip to Ole Miss, a trip to Texas A&M versus Florida, home for number eight Tennessee, and then they finished the season at Mississippi State. Fitty, did you lose any more faith in the Gamecocks last night after that loss? No, because I think we look at South Carolina maybe as a regular season Cinderella, a team that was picked, I believe, to finish last in the SEC, all the way up to a number 11 in the polls, on the road, the jungle, maybe the second hardest place to go on the road and win in the SEC. And once they got hit in the mouth, they just couldn't recover. They're not built to win games in the 70s and the 80s, let alone when you give up 101 points. So maybe a reality check for South Carolina that has to play as, as close to their potential every night out to give themselves a chance to win. Yeah, so we'll see, you know, what happens with the Gamecocks. And I think this is when you just got to wash away, man. Don't even look at the tape. You lose by 40. What is there to look at? I mean, everybody on that bench for Auburn got – a turn to get in there and get a bucket against the Gamecocks. But Walker Mail, your team, the Charlotte 49ers, have some fish to fry tonight as they will take on UTSA. This game will be the 13th meeting between the two schools. The Niners previously defeated the Roadrunner 66-58 in San Antonio on January 13th. They are 9-2 in the American. I'm talking about the 49ers. They are second in the league, a game back of South Florida. 10-1 at Halton Arena, 32-9 at home over the past three seasons. Thursday is the first of a two-game homestand for the Niners. On Sunday, they will host Wichita State, and that will be nationally televised on ESPNU. Walker, do you have any reason to think that the 49ers don't 
getting the job done. They're huge favorites. They're at home. They're against a team. They're playing against a team that's only two and nine in conference play. So even if you play a team like Temple and you struggle to beat them when they are at the very bottom of the conference, it's on the road. And what's been the theme of this college basketball season? It's really hard to win when it's not on your home court. This one is at Halton, and they're 12.5-point favorites. So I think Charlotte is going to be able to get the job done here. Plus, just a little wrinkle to this one. This is the first game Aaron Fern will coach as the official head coach. No interim tag with the Charlotte 49ers. I believe that's true after being named the official head coach a couple of days ago. So that was February 12th when that news broke. And here he is coaching his first game since then. So that will be cool. I'm interested to see what the Halton reception is going to be like when Charlotte takes the court. You know it's going to be rocking again, man. Maybe not as much as it was when we had Fernville out there watching them play against ECU. But there's a real reason to go out there and watch good Charlotte 49er basketball. Basketball. Take advantage of this. Last thing I'll say, I'm tired of Charlotte, and it's only been the last two games, but I'm already tired of it. Now I've lived long enough to see myself become the demanding monster that I am. The last two games, I need Charlotte to stop relinquishing these big leads because they lost one against a good team because of it, and they allowed Temple to hang around because they relinquished one of the big leads that they had going in. Let's get out in front, win by double digits, and, and keep it that way majority of the second half that would make me feel a lot better all right also ab state is at home for a matchup with marshall they were among teams receiving votes in this week's usa today coaches poll marking the third straight week that ab state has been featured in a national poll uh they're jumping back into sunbelt play they enter thursday's meeting with marshall at 10 and 2 at conference play they're one of just 26 teams in Division One that has at least 10 conference wins. Additionally, the Mountaineers' 10-2 start is the best 12-game start in conference play this century and best start since the 1990-2000 team won 11 of its first 12 Southern Conference games. And I guess just real quick, as we close out the campus corner, which one of these teams that are outside of the ACC that we talk about do we feel like has the most potential for March. Is it South Carolina? I know that Charlotte, let's just say that Charlotte somehow bounces back, wins the tournament, gets in, uh, ab stayed. Do we feel like that there's a team outside of the ACC that could make some real noise like Sweet 16 type of success? Look, I, I love what Charlotte is doing. I still think that they're going to have to win the conference tournament, especially with that loss to South Florida. That was tough, and it, it's just that's the task at hand when you're a mid-major group. You have to be damn near perfect. App State only has five losses. They lost a couple at the beginning of the season, one to Northern Illinois, one to Oregon State. You lost to Asheville, but remember my guy, Drew Pember. When it's mm -hmm. March, it's Drew Pember season, and so I will be caping for that guy for about two weeks worth of time until they probably get bounced. So this is a team in App State that's been there before. Like, they got to the tournament a couple of years ago. I, I think with the way that Dustin Kearns has built that program to where they've had sustained good quality basketball the last few seasons the Mountaineers are probably my answer just because it's easy to go to the team that's been there a couple of years ago I will go with Ab State as well uh, as they entered this game they are they they allowed a seventh lowest opponent field goal percentage in the country allowing just 39 percent against them so they play a really great defense that makes them one of 20 teams with an opponent field goal percentage lower than 40 percent and also they're one of the best rebounding teams in the country uh, they are six in the NCAA in rebounds per game. So I think defense and rebounding are two things that's going to help them a lot in the tournament. So App State would also be my 
pick to be able to make a little bit of noise come March. Rather be golfing wrote in, yeah, App State beat Auburn earlier this season, too. Yeah. Monster win, especially with the way we saw them beat down the game. Mr. Out. College Basketball, what is your choice for a team outside of the ACC that could really do some damage? Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go three for three. I'd go App State as well. You got the win at home over Auburn. Auburn could be a team that makes the Final Four this season. Dustin Kearns has been building that program up. They made the tournament a few years ago. I believe they lost in the first four in Dayton. If they feel like they're ready for that next step to maybe win a tournament game in advance. And so um, I do think from a team outside the ACC, they're the one that has the biggest chance to make some noise come March. Last thing about App State, great rebounding team. Tied for 10th in the country at 42 rebounds a game. That's remarkable what App State is doing there.